Our first reading during this Easter season is from the book of Acts in the 20th chapter. Now from Miletus, he, Paul, sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself. If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading during this season is from uh, the Revelation to John in the seventh chapter. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And then one of the elders addressed me, saying, who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? And I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. 
Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. And he will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you to rise in honor of the gospel and our gospel reading this day from John's gospel in the 10th chapter. At that time, the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. This is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day where we cherish and honor those whom you have brought into our life and brought us and given us life through them. And yet we focus still on Christ who brings us eternal life. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us here to hear your word, to hear your voice spoken into our lives, a word of forgiveness, a word of grace, a word of mercy that is so necessary. We pray, Lord, that you lead us by your Spirit also. Remove distractions from our hearts and minds, that we would rest in your promise for us in Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. You heard the gospel reading as Jesus was walking along in the colonnade of Solomon in the temple during the Feast of Dedication, and it was winter. So it was Hanukkah, basically. That was the festival that was going on, this festival where everybody would gather around to celebrate the protection and the providence that God gave his people as they were clearing out all of the false idols and all of the things that had entered into the temple. And as that time was going on and they were being attacked, they were running low on oil for light and God provided oil for eight days miraculously. They had light in the middle of the darkness when they thought all was lost. God was present with them, working in that setting to protect his people. And now Jesus walks along in this temple and they ask him, if you are the Christ, just say so. Tell us plainly so that we can hear it straight from your lips. He says, I did tell you. See all the works I've done. They point to my divinity. They point to who I am as man and God. They point to me as the Messiah. You don't need to hear me say, I am the Messiah. You just need to look at all the things that have been done that no one else besides somebody who is God could do. So pay attention. And the reason that you're not part of my flock is because you've chosen to not hear my voice. 
and my sheep know me. Voices are pretty special. I can guarantee you, you all know this. If somebody you love calls on the phone, even a friend from a long time ago that you haven't heard from in a long time, when they call and you hear their voice, even if their name doesn't pop up on your phone, you are likely to know exactly who it is, right? There's lots of voices that we know. In fact, we're going to play a game real quick. I know it's a sermon and not everybody likes to play games, but we're going to play a game real quick and see if you can name these voices. So I've got a couple of audio clips for you. The first one has two voices. Just pay attention to the first voice. See if you can pick it out. Scott, go ahead and run that one. That voice. Anybody able to pick that one out? It happened really quick. It's a little tricky. It was Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Okay, next one. Anybody remember that voice? Bugs Bunny. Special credit to anybody who knew the voice behind Bugs Bunny. You're right. Mel Blanc. Good job. Well done. All right, last one. All right, I see smiles. I know you guys know who that is. Who would you say? R2-D2. You got it. You got it. Absolutely. So there's voices that we just know, and there's some that are harder to figure out as well. So it kind of begs the question then, what does Jesus' voice sound like? I mean, he says, my sheep know my voice, and they follow me. Well, have you ever heard Jesus' voice? No, probably not. I mean, many people do say they hear God's voice, and it guides them and leads them, and that's wonderful. I wonder what that sounds like. I almost wonder if it sounds like Morgan Freeman a little bit. But we wonder what this voice of God would sound like. What is this voice that people talk about hearing and they just know for certain that it's God leading them to go in a particular direction? Because in my life, a lot of times, that voice sounds like my own thoughts, my own desires. And I have a hard time trying to figure out what that would sound like. You see, hearing Jesus' voice is a hard thing for us to wrestle with. Especially when he says that his sheep are supposed to know it. So how do we know what that sounds like? I mean, this is the the voice of the shepherd. The word of God. The word that's been present ever since the beginning. Ever since the world was created. That word of God that is from eternity. It seems like creation should know what it sounds like. Yet we don't. I think of those beautiful people throughout the history of God's people that have actually got to hear God. We think of Abraham, and Moses, Adam, Eve, Cain. As God spoke to him even. And all those throughout history. And then as we hit the New Testament times, you see John the Baptist and Paul. Well, and then of course Jesus too. All of the disciples actually getting to hear the voice of God from the lips of the Savior himself. Can you imagine what a perfect voice, what a wonderful sound that would be to hear his voice in purity and clarity? Well, if we don't know exactly what his voice sounds like, then what voices do we listen to? There's a lot of voices that we listen to. I mentioned it before, but sometimes our own desires and our own thoughts can lead us down a path where we think we're going the right direction. It's a voice that we listen to quite often. 
And go on any spectrum of the news media from any which direction you want to go from. It really doesn't matter. You're going to hear voices all along that whole, again, spectrum. From left to right to center to everywhere. And if you listen to one voice long enough, it's going to shape who you are. It's going to shape your thoughts. It's going to shape your opinions. It's going to shape your ideas of how you look at the world. And that can happen from media, that can happen from friends, that can happen from family. There's a lot of different voices that enter our ears. And sometimes we really, really, really like those voices because they line up, again, with the things that we want, the things we desire, the things that, yeah, maybe they go against the Word of God a little bit, but, you know, we're just going to follow them because for a while they'll serve us. It's hard to wrestle with. How do we know what voices to follow? Knowing full well again that Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. So where is that voice spoken? What does it sound like? Going through the whole process of becoming a pastor was really interesting to talk to other pastors. And one of them, their words resounded kind of in my ears a little bit. And they said, if you're having any doubts of what direction to go, if you're really trying to wonder what it's going to be like or, or whether or not you're doing the right thing and you're wondering where God is in all of it, remember that his voice sounds a lot like your wife. And I went, okay, okay, a close, intimate voice within my life that's going to speak God's word to me. Great. How about as a kid? What does our shepherd's voice sound like? A lot of times it sounds like mom, aunt, dad, grandma, Sunday school teacher, pastor, friend. You see, our shepherd's voice is not so much something that we can pick out because of the way it sounds, but because of what it says. And that voice we know full well because in your baptism you were given faith to hear that word of God, trust in it, and know that it is truth, different than everything else and different than every other voice we hear. In fact, every other voice that we come into contact with should be weighed against that word of truth because it's that word, that voice of God that shapes our lives. As Christians, we don't get to stand above that word and decide what parts of it are true or which parts we like more than others and want to follow. No, that word is the thing that shapes creation. All the other voices, we can kind of stand back from and say, I'm not quite sure about that one. This one seems to be holding more fact. I like the opinions of this one. And we can do that with all the other voices of the world. Yet when they butt up against that word of God, there is no way we can stand above that word of God. That is God's voice. That is how he speaks to us. Through the written word, through the preached word, through that given word, we wonder what his voice sounds like, but we know exactly what it says. It says, dear sinner, I've forgiven you. I love you. I'm going to give you my grace and my mercy. That's what I'm going to show to you because judgment has come and Christ carried it. He carried your judgment on his shoulders and in his voice when he said it is finished, your sin was done and paid for complete. End of story. Now we look forward to hearing that voice once again. 
Because even as Jesus carried on with those folks standing in front of him who wanted to basically hear him speak blasphemy and say that he was the Son of God, the Savior himself, the Messiah, the one sent to be there as a Savior when they didn't trust the voice to begin with. They had already decided that his voice wasn't the right one. He says, look, my sheep know my voice. One of the gentlemen on our staff uh, works with sheep, Bob Akers, if you know him well. And he works with sheep as well as sheep dogs, and they train sheep dogs. And he said, it's always interesting to have friends come over to the house because they'll walk out into the pasture where the sheep are, and if it's just the friend or visitor that walks out there, the sheep scatter, run the other way. And if Bob walks out there, they turn around. And if Bob says it's feeding time, they run. And come close to him. Because they know that his voice is one that's going to care for them. It's one of a voice that is going to give them something that is going to be beneficial to them. That's God's voice for you. He's already spoken it. Again, in your baptism, wrapped up in that word to know his promises because he has given them to you as a free gift and holds on to you in a way that no, nothing can take you out of his hand. As Jesus says, my, my sheep are mine, given to me, and no one can snatch them out of my hands. And those that were there in the hands of the Father, there's nothing that's able to snatch them out of his hand. The shepherd's voice is one that's going to continually be there to take care of his sheep. Not because they've decided it's true, but because he's died for them and risen for them. And he is the one that takes care of his creation. He is the one that wraps it up and holds on to it. He is the one that gives it eternity. He's the one that provides for it forever. Until the day comes that the shepherd comes back. As Jesus stands there, and we actually get to hear him in his own voice. Say, welcome into the kingdom. Come, sit at the marriage feast of the Lamb. Well done, good and faithful servant. Not because of what you've done, but because of Christ's righteousness that was given to you so freely, and he spoke you as being forgiven. Declared it. He said, you're mine, and nothing going to take you away from me. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done for us through your Son, Jesus, and that his voice, we know what it says, but we long to hear it also. We pray, Lord, that you hold on to us, guide us by your Spirit, point us to Jesus, so that when we hear his word, we know that it is true and that it is there for our good, whether it calls out our sin and then quickly declares us forgiven, we pray that you continually give us hearts ready to hear it and hold on to us in the way that nothing else can. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you to rise.